If you have your Bibles and you would turn with me today, I'm going to be in two different places. I'm going to be in Ephesians uh, chapter 1. But first, I'm going to read in John chapter 20. John chapter 20. This is after Jesus has resurrected from the grave. And he has appeared unto the disciples more than one time. But in John chapter 20, beginning at verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, He showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. If you flip over to Ephesians chapter 1, and there's one verse of Scripture that I want to read there in the Apostle Paul's letters, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. says these words, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. I'm going to ask you to do something, if you would, this morning. Uh, You know, I'll be the first to admit I'm as human as everyone in the room. And sometimes a lot of things get cluttered up here. And I've come to the very important time of preaching the gospel. And I need the unction of the Holy Spirit. And I need a clear mind and a clear heart. So I'm going to ask you to stretch your hand this direction and pray for your pastor that I would share as God has directed me uh, this week. Father, we come before you today. We thank you for the clarity that comes through the Word of God. This is a significant day, and there is a lot going on around us. There is a lot that is happening, a lot of detractors that would try to keep us from hearing and communicating and receiving the Word of the Lord. Spirit of the living God, would you come down fresh on your servant today? Would you anoint the Word of God and every ear that hears and every heart to receive, those that are in this sanctuary, those that are watching on their computer screens, on their phones, that are tuning in right now, would you reach them where they are? Would you minister your Word in a dynamic way that only you, Lord Jesus, can receive the glory and the honor for? We thank you. We praise you for these blessings. And all these things we ask in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. Today I'd like to speak to you on this special day, 50 days after Easter, on the Pentecostal blessing. The Pentecostal blessing. 
to start out with a couple of questions and ask you today. Do you really want everything that God intends for you to have? Okay, I heard about 15 of you. Do you really want everything that God intends for you to have? Do you want to dig deep and search for heavenly treasures for your own personal life? God, your Father, wants to, desires to, longs to give you everything that you need to live victorious in this day and in this hour. And I will state with confidence that you you need you must have you have to covet and desire thirst for and hunger after the pentecostal blessing now before we dive into that too much let me enlighten you on what being truly blessed is all about several years back my wife and I were pastoring in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And a man in the area had won a major jackpot lottery. And that man cleared $47 million. And it was, it was the rave of the town. It was all over the media. It was in the newspapers. It seemed like we, at that time, there must not have been a whole lot happening else in the news world because we regurgitated that story, it seemed like, for two or three days straight. But I, I remember in the, the implication in the media at the time was that this man was the most blessed man around. He said in the paper that he would have to turn his cell phone off because he really knows who his true friends are. And I remember thinking, and I remember stating, don't turn your cell phone off on my account. I won't be dialing your number. The truth of the matter is, I have richer blessings than that man. See, in our Christian faith, we consider blessings in a very practical and tangible way and well we should i have food on my table so i am blessed i have a job and an income so i am blessed i have my health and my my children are healthy so i am blessed i have a home to live in and an automobile to get around in and so i am blessed but what happens tomorrow if your job is suddenly gone and your food is depleted and your home is foreclosed upon and your car breaks down and, and you lack the money to get it fixed and the doctor gives you a concerning report, will you no longer be blessed? Oh no, my friend, you are still blessed of the Lord. And oh God, open our eyes to see 
and our ears to hear and to exercise our faith to embrace that the blessings that I have just referred to are physical and practical blessings, but yet they are not the most precious blessings that God has given to us. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, we read it already this morning. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And that means if I'm jobless tomorrow, I am still blessed. And that means if I'm emptied of my accounts, I'm still blessed. That means if I'm forsaken by family and friends and they all walk away from me tomorrow, if the car breaks down and the house burns to the ground, I am still blessed. And you may be asking, Pastor, are you serious? I'm very serious because we as believers in America, we need to realize the weightiness of blessings in our lives. You see, I'd like for you to take a trip with me, if you would, in your mind, down to a country called Guatemala where I have actually been. Maybe I've shared this with you before, but I, it, it left an indelible impression upon my mind when I went there and I saw people living in houses with dirt for floors and and straw for roofs and and I would see them as they rode 30 miles on a bike just to come to church or or they would pile 30 people standing room only in the back of a pickup truck just to come to revival and they would tell you through a translator how blessed that they were I literally witnessed one night in a sanctuary that I had the privilege of preaching in an open air sanctuary probably three to 350 people there and they were just hungry and abandoned in their worship and when the altar invitation was given I was expecting maybe 10 or 20 people to come forward there wasn't a person left in their seat everybody came forward uh, for prayer because they they desired to to have a touch of God upon their life can I tell you something dear in COVID-19 we are pining because we may have lost uh, some prosperity but yet I'm afraid we've lost more in our country and in Christianity because of prosperity than we have because of adversity. And now during this two and a half month season and counting, during this season the Lord is trying to show us and wants to reveal to us what the true measuring stick for blessing is. Let me tell you what it is. Let me recount it for you right now. If you name Jesus as your Savior, you are blessed beyond measure. You are saved You are redeemed. You're set free. You're on your way to heaven. You've been purchased by the grace of God, not by works that you have done, but by his grace and mercy to you. You are blessed if you are saved today. Can someone say amen? Can I tell you you're blessed today because you have a home on the other side. This is not your dwelling place. You're just a pilgrim and a sojourner here. You're only passing through. If in this life only we had hope, we'd be of all men most miserable. But as the old song says, I've got a home in glory land that outshines the sun. I am a blessed man of God today. You're blessed today because you have the fruit of the Spirit that is being cultivated within you. Love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness.
kindness and faith and meekness and temperance. They're all growing and ripening and standing out on the tree of your life. Like the little song we used to sing, Jesus is on the inside, working on the outside. And oh, what a change that has taken place in my life. I tell you today, you're blessed because you have prayer while the world is scrambling to figure out how they're going to make it through this economic mess we're in and the health crisis of our day and our time. You, my friend, you, child of God, you, daughter of the Lord, you, son of the Most High God, all you have to know is that you can pray and know that you have an advocate with the Heavenly Father whose name is Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, you are blessed today. Let me tell you another blessing you have. You have every single promise of the Word of God at your disposal. You say, well, it's just a book, Pastor. It's more than a book, my friend. It's the eternal, immutable, unchangeable, all-powerful, infallible, indisputable sword of the Spirit. It is the highest of spiritual blessings that was penned literally by the finger of God himself and inspired by the Holy Spirit and will last for all of eternity. It's still number one on the bestseller list. And though it is very tangible and it is very practical, it is very much spiritual. Because when this earth has passed away, the Bible says heaven and earth will be gone, but his word will endure uh, forever. I'm telling you, this blessed book will still be standing. What I'm trying to tell you is, is when you can't put your finger on tangible blessings, you are still blessed of the Lord because you've been given spiritual blessings and there's not a price tag that can be attached to it. I'm sitting among some people today that have been blessed by the hand of the Heavenly Father. I wish somebody would give the Lord praise. We are a blessed people of God. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. So many more spiritual blessings that you have. If you're poor in spirit, you're blessed. For yours is the kingdom of heaven. If you're mourning today for whatever reason, you're blessed because you're guaranteed comfort from the Lord. If you are meek in your disposition, you're blessed and you'll one day inherit the earth. If you are hungry and thirsty for more of God, friend, you are blessed and you will be filled. If you are merciful to others, you are blessed because you will continue to have mercy distributed uh, to you. If you are the pure in heart, striving to be like Jesus, then you are blessed because the Bible says you'll seek God for yourself and not another. If you're the one that believes in keeping peace and, and making peace. Let me tell you, you're blessed for sure, and you're called the sons and daughters of God. I'm trying through this feeble, finite vessel that feels the unction of heaven to tell you no matter where you find yourself in this life today, this moment, this very moment, you are thoroughly, infinitely, powerfully, amazingly, joyfully blessed, 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 blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Every day that I live, I am blessed. When I wake up in the morning till I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. Thanks be unto God. Though the world be removed from around me and everything taken away, I'm still a 
blessed child of God because I have all spiritual blessings. All of heaven has been given to me, and I rejoice in that today. Well, praise the Lord. It is the job of the enemy to get you to focus on the practical, the temporal, the financial, the physical. And if you focus only on that and exclusively on that, there will come a time where those things could very well evaporate. And if you're not careful, it will leave you backslidden. It will leave you discouraged because you have forgotten that practical and natural and financial and physical blessings are up and down like the waves of the ocean. Come on now, somebody help me. I've been to the gym, and I've seen people in top-notch physical shape, and within two months, they were gone from this world because their health fell apart. I've seen people that have been on top of the world financially, and then because of some uncertain, either their own choice or some uncertain circumstance that came their way that they weren't prepared for, everything went from the top to the bottom, and they lost everything. You and I, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now that gives me, that was my trailer into where I want to go now. There's one more vital spiritual blessing that every believer should want and should have. It's called the Pentecostal blessing. We like to think it originated in Acts chapter 2. We read in Acts chapter 2 that the disciples were gathered in the upper room. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven like as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven or forked tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. This is where we believe it begins. But remember, 50 days earlier, that Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. It always originated with Jesus. He's always been the mediator between God and man. Not just for healing and salvation and, and restoration, but also for the empowerment and the gift and the endowment of the Holy Ghost. When he breathed on them, he was endorsing what would happen in the days to come in the upper room. When he breathed on them, he was exposing them to what would happen in days to come in the upper room. He was, a, he was initiating. He was inaugurating. When he told them go and tarry. Until you be endued with power from on high. Would it not be appropriate and right. And according to God's plan. For the son of the living God. To be the one to breathe on them. The wind from heaven. And say receive ye the Holy Ghost. I mean after all this is the wind of God the creator. This is the, the breath of God the son. This is the power of of God the Spirit, the Trinity working together. <laughs> John the Baptist had told us about this one named Jesus. 
He had said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but there's one who's coming after me who is mightier than me, whose shoes I'm not even worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Thank God I'm Pentecostal today. I said, thank God I'm Pentecostal today. Been in this thing over 54 years. Used to fly my imaginary airplanes on the back of the pews in the church of God when I was a child. I've been exposed to it all my life, and I've never thought about going in a different direction. I thank God I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with heaven's sweet Holy Spirit. Don't apologize for it. Don't back up from it. Don't capitulate at all. I'm telling you, you're wondering today, well, there's some, there have been some crazy things that have happened in Pentecost. Well, let me tell you, there's been some crazy things happening in the Baptist church. Some crazier things happened in the Catholic church. There's always going to be crazy things. The devil's always going to try to be a wolf that enters in sheep's clothing. But I'm telling you, I stand flat-footed today and tell you there's still a pure fire that comes from the throne of heaven and it comes as the windows of heaven have been opened i'm telling you right now you don't have to pray god send your spirit all you have to do is say god open my heart to receive the spirit that you've already sent i'm telling you the holy ghost sometimes there's some stuff that happens i've seen some stuff here since i've been here that the holy ghost is not within a thousand miles of but don't allow the enemy to deceive you into sitting on your hands of do nothing because there is some pretense that sometimes slips into the body of christ i'm telling you outside of salvation it is the greatest blessing you will ever experience this side of eternity and it's for every one of God's children oh God fill your people with the Holy Ghost and fire people are just not going after the baptism anymore but the Bible commands I remember as a teen at youth camp longing for it Remember one particular youth camp. The music director said, I feel God wants us to have an altar call. It was steering music time. And I had been already hungering as a teenager for the Holy Ghost. And I remember praying, beginning to pray, and a couple of buddies around me. Back then, we didn't care what we looked like when we were seeking for the baptism. Come on now. I remember praying and praying and praying and getting lost in the presence of God. I remember as the Spirit of God was coming over me. But I didn't realize that it was, it was already canteen time. And everybody had left the tabernacle with me and maybe one other buddy. And I was just lost in the presence of the Spirit of God. I was wanting that, that tongue so bad. I was wanting that endowment of power from on high. And I was just, just praying, just lost in the presence of Jehovah. Well, they had to move on with the service. They had to move on to Bible study. You know, you had music, and then you had canteen, and then you had Bible study. I was holding everything up. Finally, the state youth director come to me and said, Son, son, he got a... Son, son, pull yourself together. Now go outside the tabernacle here. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm as pulled together as I ever have been right now. I'm in the presence of Jehovah. I remember at 19 years old when Richie and Jensen Franklin come through and preaching a, a three-day revival. It would start out three days wherever they were, and it would turn into 15 and 21-day revivals. And I remember being hungry at 19 years old for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I said, God, you know I'm working night shift. And the Lord said, why don't you just ask your boss off? And I said, I don't know. I just hadn't been too long started at this job. The boss was a Christian. His name was Alan. And I went to him, and I said, Mr. Alan, our church is in revival this week. 
weekend. And is it possible that I could come in after the church service is over? I really feel like I need to be there. My sister's going to sing a special. and I just really feel like I need to be there. He said, I tell you what, you don't have to just go one night to hear your sister sing. Go every night and just come in after the service was over. Let me tell you, you might think that was just coincidence. I tell you, it was providence. Because at 19 years old, in a Jensen and Richie Franklin revival, I stood in front of the front pew, lost in the presence of the Holy Ghost, laughing in the spirit, and all of a sudden that heavenly language come from on high. I'm telling you, I've never regretted it since. Thank God for the baptism and the power of the Holy Ghost. We need it today more than we've ever needed it before. And this promise is unto you and to your children and to all who are afar off. As many as the Lord our God shall call. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel that mellow spirit coming on. We've gotten too sophisticated in Pentecost. We used to run the aisles. We used to dance in the spirit. We used to be laid out on the floor. We used to jump and shout. And the Holy Ghost spoke to us. We used to leave where we were sitting and go over and find that hard-headed sinner and ask him if they wanted to go to the altar to receive Jesus. Well, this is the 21st century. Phooey on the 21st century. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he said the fire cannot go out on the altar. If we had fire back in the 20th century, we still need fire in the 21st century. Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> you see, I can't lay hands on you today. But the Holy Ghost still can. No COVID-19 hinders the hands of the Holy Ghost. There's no pandemic that can stop the power. You must have the blessing. You must have the power. You must have the wind of heaven. To blow in you and to blow through you. You need that great anointing. In these last days, you need the filling and the refilling of the Holy Ghost. A sip of water doesn't mean second wind. Just hold on. Listen. Listen very carefully. The Holy Ghost will be your teacher. He teaches you all things. The Holy Ghost will be your memory. I needed the Holy Ghost the other day. I went to the bookstore and bought me a book and forgot to buy my wife a book that she had asked me to buy two days earlier. I needed the Holy Ghost. I said, hey, look, I got the latest David Jeremiah book. She said, you get that Karen Kingsbury book I asked you to buy for me? I'm telling you, I needed the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost... Brings all things to your remembrance. The Holy Ghost will be your resident. 
He's already your landlord. You've already been bought with a price. I don't want him to just be the landlord. I want him to be the resident. You'll never go wrong when he's in charge of your life. The Holy Ghost will keep you from straying. He will convict you. He made you holy. And the Holy Ghost will keep you holy. And that will make you pleasing and acceptable to the Lord. Yeah, that's right. The Holy Ghost will come and convict you about temperance or self-control. The Holy Ghost will talk to you about righteousness and what right living is really all about for you. The Holy Ghost will tell you, hey, he'll remind you there's a judgment that's coming. That's what the Holy Ghost does. The Holy Ghost will give you power to witness. Power to witness. Sujo John from India, he received the call to evangelize. When did Sujo receive the call to evangelize? While he was buried under the rubble of the World Trade Center on the morning of 9-11. As he wondered if he would live till nightfall, laying under concrete and twisted metal, he prayed with 20 people and led them to Christ. All 20 people passed on to heaven. Stepped into eternity. Sujo's wife, her name was Mary. She also worked in the World Trade Center, but was late for work that morning and was spared. Sujo and Mary would give up lucrative careers just to spread the good news. The Holy Ghost gives you power to witness. The Holy Ghost gives you power to pray. You are never more powerful in your prayer life than when you're praying in tongues. That's word. Romans 8 tells us that the Spirit of God begins to groan through us. Pray through us with groanings that cannot be uttered. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. You're making these unintelligible sounds. People around you may be raising their eyebrow. You don't even, it's coming from the very depths of who you are. I'll tell you what it is. It's the rivers of the Holy Spirit that are coming up. It's what Moses said when he said, spring up, O well, within my soul. The book of Jude, he tells us that you build up your most holy faith when you're praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, this stuff is real. The Holy Ghost gives you power to resist your enemies. The whole armor of Ephesians chapter 6 is connected to the Spirit. The list of benefits that you have with the Holy Ghost baptism is long. But it's a spiritual blessing. 
And I'll say it again. Outside of salvation, spiritual and physical combined. Outside of salvation, the Holy Ghost baptism is the greatest blessing in this world. Why would you want to live life without the Holy Ghost? Why would you want to live this life without all the spiritual blessings from heaven that are available to you? Thank you, sweet spirit of God. You see, with physical and practical blessings, sometimes God says yes, sometimes God says no, sometimes God says wait. Agree, nod your head at me. But the spiritual blessings, they're his perfect will. He doesn't withhold any good gifts. You say, I need more money. God says, you need more Holy Ghost. You need more Holy Ghost than you do more money. Think about it. All of the things that I have just recounted to you that come with Holy Spirit baptism. You don't have to say, if you think about it, God, can I have more power to pray? If, 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 if it's a good day, God, can I have more power to witness? No. No. Because when you're going after the spiritual blessings of God, and you really understand that they're greater than anything in this world. Then God's hand is always open to you to receive those spiritual blessings. God, somebody needs to get that in your spirit. Pastor, I need healing in my body. Do you need healing in your body more than you need power to pray for healing in your body. I'm getting ready to close. In fact, I am closing. I thought this week, just felt that prick of the spirit in my heart. We just don't talk enough about the Holy Ghost. And by the way, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, they're interchangeable. I know in some Christian circles it's not politically correct to say Holy Ghost. The Bible says Holy Ghost, I say Holy Ghost. And don't back up from it.
I hope, with the help of the Lord, that I have helped you get some perspective on really what's most important. You know, if you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all these other things will be added unto you. So what would happen if you just determined, you know what, I'm going to start seeking spiritual blessings more than physical and practical blessings? It's a thought. Is it possible that when you did that, you would be amazed at not only how God would touch you spiritually, but how he would take care of you physically and practically? More of you, God. On Pentecost Sunday, is there anybody that wants more of God's spirit? Don't stand if you don't want it. But if you want it. You've never been filled with the Holy Ghost. Stand to your feet if you've if it's been if you prayed in tongues yesterday and you just want to feel them again today. Stand to your feet if you if you just need a refill and maybe it's been a while since you've had a refreshing. Just stand to your feet all over this place. Say, God, I've heard your word. God, I've heard your word. Come on, begin to pray. One thing I know about the Holy Ghost, he don't he don't pray through somebody don't move their tongue. You don't praise him, he don't talk. So would you begin to lift your hands and begin to praise him? Begin to tell him how much you want him. <laughs> oh God. I need your spirit, Lord. More than anything else in this world, if you never give me another another miracle of healing, another financial blessing, God, if I if I lose my family tomorrow, God, I embrace today that my greatest needs are spiritual needs. I need more of the Holy Spirit. I need more power to witness. I need more power to pray. I need more conviction. I need, I need you to be the landlord and the resident of my soul. I need you and all of the benefits that go with being filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, I wish somebody would, would begin to cry out to the Lord. Begin to cry out to the Lord. Hallelujah. Send down your rain, Lord. Send down your rain, Lord. Send down your rain. Send down your fire. Let the well of living water burst forth from within us. My God, my God, let us feel your presence. Come on, somebody bask in his presence for a little bit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.